0: Hello and welcome back to Held by Conversation, the podcast where we have some open, raw, real conversations, get vulnerable, and dive deep. Now today, my, I had my first guest, Chelsea Mullen. Um, all the episodes prior to this have been me just chatting about my own thoughts, views on things, etc and i wanted to have chelsea on because i just felt this like pull to have a deeper more in-depth conversation with her Um, she works with women to kind of like empower them and um get control of um their any like health um, issues that they're dealing with and symptoms that they're dealing with uh specifically related to like women's health and I know her in this like world of wellness and I met her like through the yoga studio through mutual friends and so I was excited to have a conversation with her to like dive a little deeper and just see her uh, perspective on life we talk about a full range of things um, that include you know like women's health and what she does for a living and um just her journey through getting into that point where she is now and any um you know challenges that she's experienced and um, and then also some like light more like light-hearted things like hobbies and moments that she is um proud of and lots of other great things. So I'm excited to share this conversation with you. I can't wait for you to listen. If you are not subscribed and to listen to the full episode, you can do that for $5 a month and you'll get to listen to the full length episodes that I am sharing and hear the more in-depth conversation Thank you for listening and enjoy.
1: Learn what they're doing or what they're not doing that are contributing to those symptoms, both on a physical level, emotionally and spiritually as well, so that they can understand and then they, they can take action to live a more medicinal lifestyle aligned with healing those symptoms. So it's really, my role is really to empower people to learn about their bodies and why they have the symptoms they do, and then how to take care of themselves
0: to feel much better. So yeah, that's what I do. Awesome. So how did you get into like working specifically with women um, in this like realm of things? Cause I know like practicing traditional Chinese medicine. I mean, there's probably so many different directions that you can go on, go in. So how did you end up in this like space of working with women?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It happens so organically. And it's so funny because I feel like when you're just open and like open to possibilities, things like that are, you know, more serendipitous and you're just aligned with things that are meant for you. So I wasn't, I had no intentions of working, you know, in women's health and I didn't really have a particular interest in it. I was actually more interested in orthopedics and I when I look back I think that came more from like conditioning of because it's I I was studying acupuncture at the time and acupuncture for pain or massage or chiropractic and all these modalities yoga for pain is very is accepted generally and Mm -hmm. but for other things it's a little. Less mainstream, so I think it was just part of the world I was in. I studied at New York Chiropractic College, so we're very much influenced by you know the chiropractic um, culture there. You know, so um, I think that was where a lot of that came from. It wasn't really like my true passion. So when I was my first year, or year and a half in practice doing acupuncture and herbal medicine women just flocked to my office with issues they were having from birth control, either they were on birth control and they wanted to get off it. And they were having, you know, weird, mysterious symptoms, or they'd gotten off birth control within the past year or so. And they were having migraine headaches, they were having constipation and having all these issues. And so I worked with them to, With to help with that, and I just loved it so much. And it was, I was just, I just felt this is so fun. I loved when I got to meet someone new, and that was what they were looking for. I love the work that we did together. It, even though I was doing more hands on work at the time, I've always really gravitated more towards that educational piece and helping people with that side of things, like outside of when they're coming to see me. So I just realized I loved it through that, and they just kind of snowballed from there. But that's just sort of how it happened.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love that you kind of touched on this piece of like, it happened kind of organically because you were open to it and you weren't like closing yourself off and like to go in a certain direction. I know that's something that like, now we're like, you really getting into business, <laughs> but um, that's something that I feel like I have struggled with, it, struggled with is Being not being open to other possibilities up until like these past maybe six to eight months, I really kind of like in business, like, closed myself off. Like, I am a yoga teacher, I own a yoga studio. This is how things run in this world, um, in this business, and not like taking the blinders off to see like a wider view of how things can be done and and being able to like shift and change I know probably from like the outside I've had a lot of people say like oh you're really great at like changing and like shifting when you feel like you need to but I feel like sometimes I don't always see that myself and I feel like I kind of um I used to really be stuck in like the label of whatever it was so um I think that's cool that you were like from the beginning, like pretty open to just like seeing from a wider lens. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: think it's interesting that you, what you said about not seeing yourself as other people see you. Cause I also feel that about you that you're so good at pivoting and, um, like making those decisions and communicating it to your audience and to your community clearly of like why it's happening. And, um, so yeah, I relate to that a lot and I think when it comes to having a niche, it you can look at it, you know, from two lenses. It's one, people feel like they're scared to, you know, declare a niche even though it could change in the future because then it boxes you out from maybe other people. And then other another way to look at it is, you know, you can't be a jack of all trades, so it's good to niche because then you're, you know, more of an expert in that versus, you know, having a little little piece of knowledge in all areas. But I think, you know, no matter what you do, people all, all, always, Bless you. people mm-hmm. always have something to say. Like, I've definitely had people be like, well, why wouldn't you treat knee pain? Or why wouldn't you focus more on men's health? And it's not like people don't message me and ask for help with those things. And I can help, but you might be better suited to go to this person that like, they love knee pain and like that's you know they're gonna and not that I can't help you with that but it's like um it's not what my message is essentially but it doesn't mean that people still don't like seek out for different avenues of things
0: yeah and it almost like if that is like something that is like happening constantly if like people are constantly coming to like (coughs) looking for like help with me pain or whatever it's almost and your attention is getting shifted in that direction then it's taking your energy away from like who you want to work with who you're inspired to work with who like the the women that like light you up and
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um and not that that's like like you said it's not like a bad thing that like people come to you but if your attention is being shifted over here instead of like what you actually want to do um then it's taking energy away from that like experience of other people
1: yeah and I think it also is it speaks to that if even if you do niche or you have this something else that you wanted to focus on it doesn't mean that like you're still not open to other things so it's like my if my message is very clear towards one specific person like people will still reach out and be like oh well, like can you help me with that or this so it's like you I think like you said too illustrated that really well it's like feeling kind of afraid to be like box yourself into one thing but I, I found that being like declaring what is what is it that I want but also being open is a really nice balance when it comes to that yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Sorry, I have a tickle in my throat. Yeah. yeah, So, okay. So you mentioned this kind of like ties into another question that I was thinking of asking you is, so you said, you know, you started in like orthopedic medicine, but, and that was like, that's a very like acceptable place to go towards, (laughs) but So how did, was it a little bit of a transition when you were trying to like really like speak your truth, speak your voice and like express yourself in this world of women's health that I feel like is just starting to like become more popular and um, acceptable to talk about? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So a big part of that transition is that I, transition my practice and my approach from hands-on services. So acupuncture and body work to solely lifestyle mindset, herbal medicine. And because I, I really realized that that's really where my passion lies. And that's where I feel I was meant to go in that direction and acupuncture, you know, and that hands-on work like led me there. So that transition in itself causes a lot of uh, people are confused about that. And that's definitely been something that has been um, not challenging, but definitely inviting for growth to navigate because there have been so many people that are so confused by that. They don't understand how I could have gone to school and trained and be licensed to do this one modality and then do something, which it to. I think to the outside perspective, it, it seems like it's something completely different, but really Chinese medicine encompasses so many facets of, you know, lifestyle and herbs and nutrition and emotional health. And acupuncture is just one, such a small piece of that really. Um, But people don't see that, right? So just kind of communicating that transition has been an experience in its own. And then specifically for more women's health, it, yes, because you're, we are so conditioned to think that, you know, these Problems that arise, um, like painful periods and PMS and issues with fertility, they're so normalized and we don't understand them really in Western medicine. So we like label them, we throw meds at them, we throw surgery at them. But really, when you step back and look through lands of holistic medicine, Chinese medicine, there's so much that you can do for these symptoms and the symptoms are really just Represent it, we're representing a, a deeper problem. And when that pro- deeper problem is addressed, then the symptoms go away, right? So, but it's, I find with people, you know, who struggle with these symptoms who are really so debilitating, and especially when they're more chronic, when they come to help for something that can be drastically improved with what you're doing every day, what you're eating every day, drinking every day, thinking about every day, believing every day. It's almost like too good to be true. I think for people to like wrap their head around, it's like, they, it's like, it can't be that simple. So I think that is coming to light more because people are like sick and tired of being sick and tired in a lot of ways.
0: Does that answer your question? Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, of course. And I'm sure people that like are coming to you, like kind of like what you said, are already, they probably, I imagine have gotten to the point where they're tired of being sick and yeah. they're just like, I will try whatever. Like I am open to anything mm-hmm. as long as it will help me feel better. And if they've maybe gone to the more, I guess, traditional route of, um, you know, like seeing their doctor, and hasn't helped or whatever. Um yeah, yeah. Have you gotten any like um like pushback or people that like disagree with you, like their viewpoints are different or anything like that?
1: Um only on TikTok. So <laughs> I not not in like any relationship like this or in person. Um certainly not from any mm. of the women that I work with. Um, But
0: I Are you on TikTok? I'm not, no I've been like thinking about it But I haven't gone there yet, no
1: (laughs) It's kind of its own little universe And it's very different than Instagram and people are just more ruthless over there. And there's more of like old school when the internet first came out and, you know, like bully behind the keyboard kind of thing. And, um, like a lot of anonymity on TikTok more so than Instagram, I feel. Um, and it's almost like the way I feel the difference between the platforms always is like Instagram feels like a community of people that like I know I recognize their names who is like following me who I'm following and there's like sense of community and on TikTok it's just like so much bigger than that so much more room to be misunderstood so I talk a lot about birth control um, and you know the dangers of birth control and natural fertility awareness methods and healing from birth control and all everything and everything there and in between and I get a lot of people saying that I am, you know, spreading dangerous information, fear mongering, making women feel bad and not empowered when that's quite the opposite of my intention is definitely to, you know, empower women, not disempower them. Um, so, yeah, that's been interesting to navigate because I've never experienced anything like that, um, any type of um. I don't know what the, to even call it. Cause it's not like bullying. Cause they're, I mean, they're not like my peers or anything like that, but just a lot of, you know, room for misunderstanding and really, you know, triggering people on big heated topics like birth control and health and wellness and uh, fertility. So that's the only space that I've ever encountered anything like that. Um, and it's been interesting to navigate because I think as a human, but also, you know, as a practitioner, entrepreneur, whatever, that, that fear of being like criticized, being seen is so big over there. And, but it's okay. It's part of, it. it's just part of it. And so that's been a, a great opportunity for growth. Just it, you know, I can't let that, those people get in the way of the people that really would benefit from the message. So taking myself out of the equation and like my ego, my own insecurities, my, you know, all that fear of being seen and all that stuff, just (laughs) constantly every day being open and being willing to put that aside because I'm here, you know, to serve people. It's not about me. Right.
0: Right. Right. Are there any practices that you take or do, um, to, you know, when you do have people like, um, saying things that are maybe a little bit more harsh (laughs) on that platform? Yeah.
1: Well, I, I read somewhere that, uh, like a comment on the internet can only make you feel bad if a, some part of you feels like there's truth to it. So I really try to remember that. And if it does come up, then it's a great opportunity for me to question, like, where am I not solid, you know, my beliefs and what I'm saying. Cause sometimes people will say things and I very much will be like, that is, so ridiculous. Um, like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Oh, like I, so something about me is that I grew up vegetarian and I was vegan for many, many years, like from age, like seven till like 24, 25. Um, so I, and then for health reasons, I made that transition to, Including animal proteins in my diet. It's been a whole journey that I could like talk to you about for hours, but definitely a challenge for me spiritually, emotionally, physically, um, and a very, you know, personal experience. And I posted a a video probably like over a year now, just like a tiny snippet about how not, being vegan can potentially cause all kinds of menstrual issues. And people went crazy commenting on it, like, oh, like this, she just feels bad about eating me. And like, this is what she tells herself to make herself feel better. Like stuff like that. And I was like, okay, you people don't know me and that is crazy. And it didn't make me feel bad because I, I was like, that is not me that is them. So situations like that, trying to embody that when people have that. So I would say that, so I guess I would call that, you know, just being mindful and aware um and just try not to take it too seriously you know because like i said people always have something to say especially on a platform where there is a lot of anonymity um and you're talking about heated topics you know
0: yeah yeah i i when you just said like um you know you being like solid in in like your beliefs and values and all of that um and then the comment about like your experience with like being vegan or your post about it. Um, I imagine like, you know, when you posted about that, you were probably at the point where you were like, had processed that whole experience and you had gone through the, um, the process of like, you know, like going through the emotion of like making that transition and, um, you were like on the other side of it and then posting rather than like posting about it in the middle of it. Right. And that's why you felt like, okay, this is like ridiculous. This isn't bothering me. This, you know, wasn't like phasing you. And I feel like, um, especially, I feel like, well, not even like on social media, but just in general, like, instead of taking your experience or information and like sharing it, in the midst of like when it's happening and allowing space for yourself to like integrate and process and understand like what is, what is going on with yourself and um, is so beneficial. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that or talk about that. It's just like, or like taking information and then regurgitating it out to someone else instead of like actually taking a moment to think about it and see how you feel about it and processing the information or the emotion or whatever it is. Um, That's something that's been on my mind quite a bit lately of uh, just that whole concept of integrating information. Um, Is there a book, podcast, product, like anything that you're using right now that or absorbing that you're really into and are really like vibing with.
1: Yeah, so I'm reading this book right now. We um, have the title of it right here. So sorry <laughs> that I forgot the title. Um, it's called The Sober Lush mm-hmm. um, A Hedonist Guide to Living a Decadent, Adventurous, Soulful Life, Alcohol Free. So that's something I've been exploring um, there and I'm enjoying that lens of looking at things it's like um, very much about how you know it's really easy to think of something and through a lens of lack but it's very much you know how it's more of an abundance mindset when it comes to like not having something so that's been a really great read and it's very like fun and it's basically a bunch of short stories which is really nice so like I um, it and I know it. It is somewhat like personal development, but to me, it feels more fun because it's like story. That's not like here's how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a book that I've really been enjoying, and it feels like really fun and light. Um, podcasts, I kind of like jump around. Um, I don't have like a podcast that I'm like super loyal to. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's good. That's good. It's good to jump around. <laughs> um, And let's see, um, what is something that you are really proud of lately? Really
1: proud of? Um, I would say I'm really proud of my relationship Mm -hmm. at the moment. It's first thing that's coming to mind, just like a lot of growth and, um, a lot of growth that I never would have anticipated or even been able to see coming because it's like so specific to like two specific people, and just a lot of like personal development and um, mirroring and hard conversations. And I think a, just been a really great space for, you know, two people to grow both as individuals and as a partnership. And I think that's really cool. And I'm really proud of myself for being able to move through, you know, painful moments and grow in ways that I didn't even be able to see. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, you know, that is, my dad always says that every relationship is like a spiritual, like its own spiritual practice. And that always has really resonated with me, because people, different people, you know, mirror us in so many different ways. And if we allow if we allow ourselves to like see the parts of us that we wouldn't be able to see or maybe wouldn't look at like without that mirror, then you know you can only have such a capacity for growth without being willing to look at yourself in those ways. So
0: yes, I love that. That's uh, yes, so good. So good. <laughs> um okay, and then last question. So I'm, I kind of like talked about this, I guess, already, but I feel like I've been very big on, um, I guess, like empowering other women and allowing that to like happen naturally in um, a place that feels like like grounded for them and not in a space of like, I'm gonna empower you or like, you need me to like empower you and allowing, just sharing, I guess my own experience. Um, And like these types of conversations to have that sense of empowerment, like bubble up for the like listener or reader naturally. Um, But is there um, something that you feel like sharing that would, um, I know this is like very like, kind of like airy and the question is not super grounded, but um, is there anything that you feel like inspired to share that will maybe allow for some of that like empowerment to bubble up in whoever's listening to this
1: yeah absolutely I would say that your capacity to heal is far greater than you we can even fully grasp and that you can heal your body you can heal you know your spirit and that you're really designed to feel good and you know enjoy life and whatever you know you're struggling with whether it's like a, a menstrual issue digestive energy sleep all these things they are fixable when you look at you know what's causing them and you no matter how far gone it feels you know no matter how much pain you're in there is that capacity to heal and you know the we're very self-regulating the earth is self-regulating and we're so interconnected and there's just a lot of capacity and possibility for healing and for growth and for feeling good. Um, if you're, if you're willing to go there, you know, with yourself and look that way. So just you're designed to heal. Um, you are the medicine, your life is your medicine and always want people to feel empowered and in control to some extent over their health and feel, you know, you have a say in how you feel and how your body works for you.
0: Amazing. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for chatting with me. This was a really beautiful conversation and I appreciate you being open and vulnerable and real. Um, I think that the women in the community are really going to love this. So thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me, Heather. It's lovely chatting with you and lovely to see you.
0: Yes, yes, you too. And I'll share your information um, in the episode so people can find you and um, soak up all the information that you have to share because it's okay. all really awesome. All right, awesome. Awesome. Um, all right. thank you. Thank you again for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you. See you next time.